Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Monday, September 3rd, uh, last day of Labor Day weekend. Just finished up StarCast and All In weekend. I uh, have to say it was overall an amazing and exhausting weekend, but uh, honestly, one of the one of the best wrestling events I have ever been to in my life. going to be going over that in depth uh during during this episode uh first of all i want to say hope everybody is uh, enjoying the show as always hope everybody's following on social media uh facebook twitter instagram snapchat ever want to shoot me an email uh it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com and uh hope everybody's checking the show out on podbean uh spotify youtube itunes google play wherever you find podcasts uh, if you're hearing thunder in the background, it's a stormy day here in Chicago, but, uh, you know, nice, nice, uh, relaxing way to, to end a really busy, really exhausting, but really fun weekend. Um, I actually want to start off with, uh, some, some negative stuff that I've seen, just kind of get it out of the way. Um, you know, on Twitter yesterday, I saw some people kind of, kind of trying to downplay all in and Starcast both. And, um, uh, you know, one person that kind of was... Uh, was on that bandwagon was Disco Inferno, which I I think is really kind of crappy because he was actually at StarCast doing signings and uh, photo ops and things like that. And, uh, you know, people people were asking, well, what what was so historic about it? You know, it's just a, an indie wrestling show and this and that. And, you know, of course, Disco jumped in and said, uh, well, you know, All In wasn't historic. It was just a, uh, a big scale indie show, which which has been done before, which... Uh, when that's my question when has there been an indie show like this before uh, but he said the historic part was starcast because you know uh, they actually got people to pay to come and you know listen to uh listen to podcasts and things like that and you know somebody else said why why did all in piggyback on starcast because starcast was all about old school and this and that and you know uh, these people uh, honestly they don't get it and they're not going to I mean, as far as the one who said All In was piggybacking on StarCast, it obviously doesn't have a clue because it was the other way around. All In was announced first, and StarCast uh, was, you know, announced later and attached to All In. Uh, and it was a huge collaborative effort between uh, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Conrad Thompson. I mean, they, you know, they did something completely unprecedented this weekend. And for, for these people to be downplaying it uh, is just... Uh, Ignorant is the the only word I can come up with for it, um, you know. Especially on Disco Inferno's part, I mean, he's he is a, a professional wrestler. Um, you know, he's been to the, uh, you know, he's been in one of the larger companies. He was in WCW for a very long time, and uh, you know, you would think that he would understand the significance of everything that went on this weekend, and you know, whether he said what he said just to you know, start, uh, just to kind of create some controversy or whatever. I don't know, but, uh, you know, people just, uh, like I said, crapping all over everything like this, they just, they don't get it and they're not going to, I mean, it was, uh, you know, this was definitely a historic weekend for professional wrestling. I mean, this was the first non WWE event in however many years to sell out a 10,000 seat arena. That, that is no small feat. You know, and they were able to bring together representatives from every major wrestling company outside of WWE. You you show me any other 
promotion or anything that's ever done that. We're talking the, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega was there. The Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Jay Lethal was there. The Impact World Champion Austin Aries was there. Not you know he wasn't at All In, but he was at Starcast. Um, you know the representatives from from Lucha Underground and uh, PWG and basically everything except WWE was represented there. I I can't recall a time when that was ever done before, um, and hopefully it's done again. I really hope that they will make this a yearly event but i know it was a huge undertaking for all of these guys so if it is just a one-time thing i'm very happy that i was able to be there <clears throat> and uh yeah it was just it was an amazing time i mean at starcast i just the number of people i met was overwhelming um you know i got uh was able to have photo ops with uh scott steiner and animal two of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, uh, Bully Ray, member of the greatest tag team of all time, in my opinion. Um, my, uh, my wife actually got a photo op with uh, the beautiful people. Yes, my wife went with me every day to StarCast. Um, you know, she, uh, since, since we've been together, she has actually become a, a, uh, a wrestling fan herself, which I'm very happy about. And she, she had a blast there, too. Uh, like I said, she had a photo op with the beautiful people uh, who are honestly awesome people especially angelina love uh like i said we were there uh every day of starcast and every time we walked past her table she remembered us said hello to us you know talked to us for a couple of minutes and uh, just just a really really cool person um yeah like i said also got a photo op with bully ray uh of course biggest thrill for me i had photo ops with both uh the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac, as well as members, uh, original members of the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and J.J. Dillon. Of course, I ha I've uh, already posted those pictures on uh, on all my social media, so hopefully you guys have seen that. Uh, ones I didn't get photo ops with, but still got to meet, you know, shake their hand, chit-chat for a minute or two. Uh, Jerry Lynn, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Don West, Tony Schiavone, and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Jay Lethal, uh, Victoria, also known as T uh, Tara in TNA, Rosa Mendez, Noel Foley. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, I've got to say, the uh, the coolest encounter that we had this weekend was uh, really unexpected, and it was with uh, uh, Lanny Poffo, Macho Man Randy Savage's brother. Um, now my uh, my wife and I have uh, a son. Uh, he's my stepson, my wife's son, and uh, he is named after Randy Savage. Um, my wife's always been a huge Macho Man fan and actually named her son Randy after the Macho Man. And uh, so she wanted to just say hello to Lanny Poffo and, you know, let him know what a big fan she's always been of his brother and that she named her named her son after him. So we went up to his table, spoke to him for a minute, very, very nice guy, very gracious with his time. And uh, while she was talking about Macho Man, she uh, became a little bit emotional, got got a little little misty. And, uh, you know, uh, Lanny actually, he recognized that actually before I did, that she uh, was getting upset. He was uh, actually nice enough, got up from behind his table uh, gave my wife a big hug, spoke to her for a few minutes about Randy Savage, uh, and uh, was did something that I could not believe. I mean, my jaw hit the floor when he did this. He uh, he was wearing Randy Savage's Hall of Fame ring. He took the ring off of his finger, 
put it on my wife's finger and, uh, you know, took a picture with her, with her wearing the ring. Uh, and I've posted that one on social media as well. That uh, had to be the coolest moment that I've ever, you know, been witness to in uh, anything having to do with pro wrestling. And uh, I'm just, it was just really overwhelming and just a great experience. And I know it made, uh, it just made the whole weekend for my wife. And it was just uh, an awesome experience. So I, I have to say Lanny Poffo, probably the nicest, kindest, uh, most generous guy I've had the pleasure of meeting in the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, that's not a knock on anybody else. It's just he, he went above and beyond for, for a fan of his brother. And that was just really the coolest thing I've, I've ever been witness to. So I uh, have to give a huge, huge thank you to Lanny Poffo for, for doing that and for giving, giving my wife that experience. And I'm just happy I was there to see it because it really was uh, something just awesome to watch. Um, another another person I met, a uh, gentleman named Dennis Lining, and I apologize if I'm if I'm mispronouncing that. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is the uh, the president of Double Turn Games Incorporated. Now I met him at uh, his booth at Starcast. They were selling a card game called Smack Talk Showdown, and I actually picked up uh, a copy of the game. Uh, it's kind of I haven't played it yet, but looking through the instructions and everything, it's kind of kind of like Cards Against Humanity for wrestling nerds. It's uh, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Basically, it's uh, for three or more players, and uh, the idea is two players are wrestlers, and the third player is a producer, and the two uh, wrestlers basically cut promos on each other. The you, uh, the cards basically tell you what your wrestling name is, what your uh, um. Yeah, what your wrestling name is, uh, your like what your uh, uh, like what your angle is, what uh, what kind of match you're involved in with the the other person, and then you've got uh, uh, cards called uh, smack cards, which basically kind of dictate what kind of promo you're going to cut. Uh, they may give like specific instructions. You have to use a certain word or a certain phrase in your promos. Just it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm actually going to get some uh, some friends of mine together on a future episode and we're going to play it so uh but yeah if uh you know if it sounds good to you again it's smack talk showdown and i'm not you know making any money off of advertising this i just think it sounds really cool uh you know definitely very very original it sounds like a lot of fun can't wait to try it out and if you guys want to check it out go to smacktalkshowdown.com you know check out the game get yourself get yourself a copy have some fun i mean if you like smack talking with your friends and uh doing you know <clears throat> your own uh your own little makeshift wrestling promos on each other it, it's definitely the game the game for you so uh like i said i'll be getting some some buddies together and playing a few rounds on a future episode so hopefully you guys will check that out um but yeah starcast was just uh, it was an amazing amazing event so many different wrestlers uh, and podcasters and vendors and just a lot of a lot of cool stuff um you know even just to go and just walk around uh, and be among that many wrestling fans and uh you know all the uh the old school wrestlers the current wrestlers it, it was just a really awesome experience i mean i uh you know i i have to be honest i was excited to the point almost uh almost to the point of panic when uh while i was there especially the first day just because it's a it was so overwhelming but in a good way and uh you know i had i zero negative experiences with anything going on there um 
I think, you know, Conrad Thompson and his team did an awesome job pulling this off. I'm sure there's people that are going to complain about things, you know, but when you, when you're putting something together that has that many moving parts, you know, there's bound to be uh, a few hiccups here or there, you know, scheduling may have to change. Um, venue may have to change as far as like where the meet and greets are going to be at. I know that happened with, uh, uh, the meet and greets I had with the NWO and the four horsemen, but it was, I mean, it, you know, it was handled beautifully, quite honestly, they had to move the four horsemen and NWO meet and greets to a different room in the, in the hotel because the, uh, they had to change the time for the Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi meet and greets because of Ibushi's, uh, travel arrangements. <coughs> and when they, uh, you know, when they made that change, they sent out an email blast letting everybody know. I mean, it, everything was just handled as perfectly as it could be. So huge, huge props to Conrad Thompson, like I said, and his whole team that uh, that put this whole thing together. Because I know it could not have been easy dealing with the uh, the travel schedules and the schedules for the meet and greets and the stage shows and God knows what else. So uh, yeah, hopefully, I, I really hope you know this becomes like an annual type event uh if not though i definitely understand why because like i said it could not have been easy to pull off and uh you know i i have so much respect for uh for conrad thompson uh for pulling this all together it, it was just uh, a ridiculously good time so uh moving on to uh, all in the uh the show itself the uh the big kind of blow off to the weekend i can honestly say it was the best wrestling show I have ever been to. Um, and I mean, I've been to WrestleMania, I've been to pay-per-views, I've been to Raw, SmackDown, Nitro, uh, you, you name it, you know, for mainstream wrestling, I, I've probably been there. Um, you know, uh, and of course I've been to indie shows and things like that. This blew everything out of the water, just the, uh, the vibe, the feeling, uh, like Gorilla Monsoon used to say, you know, the elect electricity was so thick in the air, you could cut it with a knife. I never fully understood what that meant until I got to All In. Uh, had some amazing seats. Uh, we were in the uh, the 100 uh, lower level, directly across from the uh, the entryway where all the wrestlers came in, uh, and it was just uh, a phenomenal time. The crowd was just on fire the whole time. I mean, at one point in the evening during the uh, Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis match, right right at the beginning after they had done the intros, before they even locked up, the, the crowd was so loud the floor was literally shaking. And that is not an exaggeration. The floor of the arena was shaking uh, just from, you know, the crowd being so into it. Uh, so getting getting down to the card here, of course, they had uh, the first uh, first hour was on WGN America. And um, had two matches during that time. You had uh, SoCal Uncensored, which was Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus the Briscoes. Uh, SCU came out on top in this one. Uh, a phenomenal opening match. I mean... You know, you can't go wrong with either one of those two teams. They're two, two of the top teams in indie wrestling right now. Um, so, I mean, the Briscoe Brothers, uh, longtime mainstays in Ring of Honor, probably the best tag team in Ring of Honor, uh, without a doubt. Um, SoCal Uncensored, you know, uh, another, another phenomenal tag team, and it was just a, a great all-around great tag team match. I mean, I can't say anything negative. I can't say anything negative about any of these matches. I mean... Quite honestly, uh, then of course you had the uh, the over budget battle royal uh, with the winner of which would get a shot at the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship later in the evening. Uh, came down to it looked like 
Bully Ray, who was like a last second entry, came out after uh, everybody else that was already down at ringside. Uh, looked like he, he was the winner. He ended up being the last guy in the ring, but then a, a masked wrestler jumped in, who apparently had not actually been eliminated from the Battle Royal, um, jumped in, super kicked him, pulled off the mask, and it turned out to be Flip Gordon, who everybody, uh, you know, of course, Cody and the Bucks said would not be booked at all in. Well, uh, looks like he booked himself into the Battle Royal and ended up winning it uh, after he pulled the mask off, threw Bully Ray over the top, and uh, ended up winning the uh, the over-budget Battle Royal for a shot at Jay Lethal in the Ring of Honor World Championship. Um you know, it was a great, I mean, it's a, it's a battle royal, so, you know, of course, the action's all over the place. It's hard to focus on just one person or, you know, group uh, fighting each other because, again, the action's all over the place. But it was, uh, you know, just a fantastic battle royal. And uh, some of the participants in it just, uh, you know, just wow is all I can say. Tommy Dreamer, of course, Bully Ray, Colt Cabana, Billy Gunn, um, the, the list just goes on. I mean, there's a lot of great talent in this one. Um, in the first match on the main card, um, Mad Dog Matt Cross versus MJF. Matt Cross took the victory in this one. Uh, phenomenal match. I'm a big fan of Matt Cross. I'm, I'm most familiar with him as Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. So this was the first time I'd actually seen him on a uh, an indie event uh, without the mask. And obviously, I mean, same guy. Phenomenal talent. Uh, you know, one with the uh, the Shooting Star Press. Uh, great overall match. Uh, next match was uh, Christopher Daniels uh, versus Stephen Amell, of course, from uh, Arrow on the uh, the CW network. And I have to say, I wasn't sure what to expect from Stephen Amell. I mean, I know he's been in the ring before. Of course, the uh, uh, first time he wrestled was in a tag team match on SummerSlam a few years ago with uh, Neville versus Cody Rhodes and uh, uh, Wade Barrett. You know, had a pretty good showing in that, but he was uh, very well protected because it was a tag team match. So, um and this was, I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe this was his first one-on-one match. And I think he made a pretty good showing. I mean, I heard some people sitting around me kind of, you know, talking crap about him and things like that. But, I mean, you know, the guy's an actor. He's not a pro wrestler. But to get in there with somebody like Christopher Daniels, who's been in the business for 20-plus years, uh, one of the, you know, one of the all-time greats who's never, you know, been in WWE, um, which to me is a travesty. Let me make that very clear. But, uh you know they they put on a pretty good pretty good match. I, uh, Christopher Daniels, of course, came out on top, which I don't think was really a surprise to anybody. But uh, you know Stephen Amell had a very good showing. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know I definitely would not complain about seeing him get in the ring again. So we'll have to see how that uh, how that goes down the line. Uh, next up was a, a four way women's match with Tessa Blanchard, Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, and Britt Baker. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, of course, came out on top. I thought it was really really cool that. Uh, Tessa came out, and uh, her dad, Tully Blanchard, and her stepdad, Magnum T.A., were both down at ringside with her. Um, didn't stay there for the duration of the match. Just at the very beginning, you know, she gave both of them a hug, uh, that kind of thing. It was just a, a really, really cool moment to see the, these two legends come out and, uh, you know, show support for, for somebody that they both both call their daughter. And, uh, you know, it was, just, it was a really cool moment. Tessa Blanchard, of course, came out on top in that one. Uh, phenomenal women's match. Um, you know, all, all four of these women left everything out in the ring and it was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. I know I'm going to be using that word a lot when it comes to this show, but Hey, that's okay. Cause <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Uh, next up we had hangman page versus Joey Janela. Uh, another great match. Hangman page came out on top in this one. Uh, the, the big kind of 
pop on this one was after the match was over with. Uh, Joey Ryan actually came out from the back, and uh, yeah, he it, honestly I don't even know how to describe it. He, it was kind of a, an uh, Undertaker esque entrance if the undertaker was a porn star put it that way um you know if if you weren't there or if you weren't watching on pay-per-view i i definitely say try to find it on youtube or something because it's wow but uh, yeah it was definitely definitely a cool spot uh and uh yeah just another another fantastic match on a fantastic show uh then of course we had the uh on i know i skipped the match but i'm saving that one for last but uh of course, we had the Ring of Honor World Championship, Jay Lethal versus Flip Gordon. Uh, Jay Lethal came out with uh, Lanny Poffo in his corner, came out in his Black Machismo gimmick uh, with Macho Man Randy Savage's music. Uh, just a really, again, a really cool moment, really great tribute to the Macho Man. Uh, Jay Lethal, you know, does uh, probably the, the best Macho Man impersonation I've ever heard, and I told him that at Starcast when I was talking to him. Um, you know, but also his mannerisms in the ring and things like that. Um, and of course, Flip Gordon came out with uh, Brandy Rhodes in his corner. <clears throat> um, great, great match here again. Um, uh, Jay Lethal did come out on top and retain the Ring of Honor Championship. After the match, Bully Ray uh, did a run-in, attacked both guys. Uh, Lanny Poffo tried to try to get involved and you know help out. Uh, ended up getting a uh, uh, nut shot for his trouble from Bully Ray, and then uh, Colt Cabana came out. And, uh, you know, kind of saved the day before Bully Ray was able to put anybody through a table. And uh, uh, Cabana, Cole Cabana, Flip Gordon, and uh, Jay Lethal, all three did a, uh, a shield-style triple powerbomb on Bully Ray to, to end that one. Uh, then moving on from there, we had Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. Uh, this was a fantastic match, one of the best matches of the night. And on this particular card, that is saying a lot. Um, great back and forth, you know, both guys hit all their big moves. Um, of course, Kenny Omega did come out on top. Uh, the IWGP title was not on the line in this one, obviously. Um, and, you know, not to overshadow the match, which it didn't, because the match was, again, just uh, one of the best matches on the card. Um, but uh, at the end of the match, the, uh, the lights went out when they came back up. Pentagon Jr., or who everyone thought was Pentagon Jr., was still laying in the middle of the ring, uh, but he jumped up and attacked Kenny Omega, hit him with a code breaker, and pulled off the mask to uh, reveal that it was Chris Jericho. Uh, and um, basically, Jericho challenged Kenny Omega for uh, for the Jericho Cruise coming up later this year. So that that was cool. That was probably one of the biggest pops of the night um, was the fact that Chris Jericho showed up at all in um especially considering Fozzie had a concert in kansas later that same night apparently jericho showed up um you know shortly before his spot went in did his spot and went directly to the airport and flew out to kansas to make the Fozzie concert which he made uh just uh, crazy the stuff that uh, the chris jericho is doing right now uh to me he is the top guy in in the world just because of you know you never know when he's going to show up he uh will show up out of nowhere he'll kayfabe everybody and, and you know make them think he's not going to be somewhere and then he'll pop up and uh so you know jericho right now to me is the hottest wrestler probably in the world uh, and of course is the iwgp intercontinental champion so apparently on the jericho cruise we're going to have the iwgp intercontinental champion versus the iwgp world champion uh should be a, a ridiculous match between these two i know their first one was 
I'm sure this one will be, you know, nothing less. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, hopefully I'm not going to be on the Jericho Cruise, but hopefully there'll be a way to, to watch that one, whether uh, I doubt it'll be live, but hopefully after the fact it'll be posted somewhere, the, the video from it. Um, up next was what, in my opinion, was the best match of the night. It was at, le at the very least, it was my favorite match of the night, which was Kazuchika Okada versus Marty Skrull. Um, yeah, the the size difference between these two guys, seeing them in the ring together, uh, was just was crazy. I didn't realize there was such a, a, a difference in uh, in height uh, and and obviously weight between Okada and Skrull. Skrull, uh, you know, definitely had a, a size disadvantage in this one, but held his own. This was a fantastic match. I know it went longer than it was supposed to. Uh, Okada did come out with the victory, but uh, Marty Skrull, you know, had a, a uh, fantastic showing in this match against probably the uh, top guy in New Japan uh, in Kazuchika Okada and it was just, uh, you know, this one had me on the pretty much on the edge of my seat the whole time um, just a, an amazing, amazing match and, uh, you know, if you you know if like I said, if you weren't there and if you didn't uh, get to watch it on pay-per-view you owe it to yourself to at least try to find a way to watch this one match, because that to me is kind of, that kind of encompassed everything that All In was about, uh, was this particular match. Uh, Marty Spurl, you know, of course, the uh, junior heavyweight, junior heavyweight, Kazuchika Okada, perennial heavyweight champion for New Japan. Um, so it just, uh, yeah, I cannot say enough about this match. Like I said, I know it ran a bit over the time that it was supposed to, but uh, it was worth every second of it. I did hear a couple of people complaining that it was too long and things like that. I I think it was uh, I it was might have been as close to a perfect match as I have ever seen in person, and um, yeah, I just can't say enough good things about it. Uh, of course, the main event of the evening uh, was the Golden Elite, the Young Bucks, and uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi versus Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, and Bandito. Um, I had actually never seen Bandito wrestle before this. He is. Just a, a sick, sick wrestler. He is fantastic. He actually reminds me of a uh, Japanese wrestler I'm sure some of you guys have heard of called Hayabusa, uh, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But, uh, yeah, Bandito actually reminds me a lot of him. Uh, and this, this match, I mean, if you like high-flying wrestling, then I'll say it again, you owe it to yourself to... You find this match and watch it. Um, just an, an amazing way to cap off the evening. Um, this one, they actually had to cut the time down. From what I read, it was originally supposed to be 28 minutes. They had to cut it down to 12. And uh, when the when the match finished, apparently they got in just three seconds under the wire because uh, literally right after the match ended, the the final graphic showed up on the screen. Uh, you know, the, the produced by or whatever it was. Uh, so they, you know, but they did get it uh, within their time frame. They didn't uh, didn't get cut off early by the pay-per-view providers, which is good because had that happened, I think it would have, uh, I mean, it wouldn't have made the whole thing a failure, obviously, but it, it would have been, uh, it just would have been ammo for, for all the negativity and, uh, you know, for people to say, oh, they failed and things like that. And uh, so I'm really glad they were able to get everything in and finish uh, within their time. Uh, now, the one match I haven't talked about yet, it was, was not the main event, which I, which kind of surprised me. I figured this would be the main event of the evening, but uh, it was actually pretty much right in the middle of the card. The NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Cody Rhodes challenging Nick Aldis. Um, just 
this one, I, just the vibe and the feeling on this one was, uh, yeah, again, it was just, it was tangible. The, I'll say it again, the electricity in the air. It, um, you know, I think this is the match that everybody came out to see. Um, you know, just the, uh, the legacy of Dusty Rhodes, I think, is something that most wrestling fans hold very dear. And uh, to see one of his sons going for the title that Dusty held uh, three times, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, uh, is, is a huge deal. Um, you know, just the fact that the NWA title means something again, I think, is uh, it makes a lot of wrestling fans like myself very happy. Uh, especially, you know, ones like me who were big fans of the NWA growing up. Um, so just the fact that I got to see an NWA title match, uh, something I'd really never been able to see live before, um, it just uh, was a very, very special moment. Of course, uh, Cody came out, uh, each guy came out with their own sort of entourage, I guess you could say. Uh, Cody had uh, DDP, Tommy Dreamer, Court course both of them you know protégés of dusty roads very close with the roads family uh if you've listened to busted open radio or uh um tony shimani's podcast or anything that ddp's on been on the last week or so um you know he's uh told the story of how close he and cody have always been since cody was very young uh so seeing him come out to uh to the ring with cody was really cool uh glacier was also part of the entourage i i um wasn't uh I wasn't aware that Glacier was tight with uh, the Rhodes family, but, you know, of course, I, I'm not in the wrestling business, so it's not something I'd, I'd be privy to. I guess it's just not, uh, you know, not common knowledge, uh, I would assume, because, like I said, that kind of surprised me. Um, Cody also had his dog, Farrell, walk to the ring with him, which was really cool. Uh, and, of course, Brandy in his corner. Nick Aldis came out, had uh, Jeff Jarrett in his corner, um, or walking him to the ring. Um Sean Debari was with them, as well as uh, Tim Storm, the man that he beat for the NWA title. Uh, so, you know, they each had their uh, their entourage come to the ring with them. It kind of gave it that, that big fight feel, because you see a lot of boxers and MMA guys come out with their um, their entourage, their group of guys, their trainers, whatever it might be. Um, so it just it just kind of gave it that, that kind of feel, which was really cool. Um, all of the... Uh, the guys went to the back. Nobody stayed in the corners of either man except for Brandy Rhodes. And uh, at one point during the match, uh, Sean Devari did come back out and kind of get involved with that. Uh, DDP came out as well. We got to see a diamond cutter on Sean Devari in the middle of the ring, uh, which, was, which was awesome. The, there was a huge pop from the crowd for that one. And uh, But, you know, once, once that uh, was over and done with, uh, of course, Cody Rhodes came out on top. He is the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, you know, uh, just I, I really don't have the words to to say. I just I just don't have the words for it. I mean, it was uh, just a really really cool moment, and uh, for anybody to question whether or not this event was historic, just the fact that you have a Rhodes winning the NWA World Championship for the first time in how many years, um, you know, you, um, you know, Cody holding the same title that his father held three times, um, that in and of itself is historic. So uh, I believe they're the first father and son to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I could be wrong, but I, I believe that's the case. And, um, you know, so that in and of itself is, is history. And uh, it was just, it was awesome to be a part of it. It was awesome to be there to see it in person. And just this whole weekend, like I said, has been 
exhausting. Um, uh, so I can only imagine how it was for all the wrestlers and everybody organizing this thing. I mean, I you know it was exhausting for me, and I was just there as a fan and as a spectator. Um, so I, I have to give so much respect to everybody who put this together. Uh, the Bullet Club, like I said, Conrad Thompson, Cody, the Young Bucks, um, any, anybody who was involved in it. It was a huge undertaking, and they pulled it off. Um, I mean, it could not have been done any better. And, you know, I think that's probably the, the biggest compliment that I can give is to me, from my point of view as a fan, the weekend was perfect. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope it becomes an annual event because I think it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger. And uh, eventually, you know, WWE may have to uh, stand up and uh, kind of recognize what's going on and say, hey, you know, we'd like to be a part of this. I'm not counting on that. But to have one event where the entire wrestling world can be involved regardless of promotions or affiliations or anything like that, um, I think that would be, you know, a wrestling fan's dream come true. And that that's what this weekend was all about. It was all about the fans. And uh, like I said, it was, to me, it was absolutely perfect. Could not have been done any better. And, uh, you know, my, my hat's off to to all of these guys. Um you know, like I said, I mean, it was, it was an exhausting weekend for me, and I live in Chicago, so I was able to go home every night after the thing. Um, I, I feel for the people who traveled. Apparently, it was like 70 to 80% of the people who attended were from out of town. Uh, so I hope everybody made it home safe and had a good night's sleep in their own bed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I really, really, really hope on uh, the coming weeks and coming months we hear something about All In 2 and StarCast 2 and things like that. Um you know, because I, I think if it was an annual event, it, uh, you know, like I said, it will keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. And uh, that's pretty much what I've got for this week. I'm not going to really get into any WWE stuff because it just, let's be honest, it pales in comparison to what went on this weekend. Anybody that says any different, I, I'm sorry that you don't get it and that you never will. But uh, if you're a true hardcore wrestling fan, then this weekend was uh, was heaven, and that's exactly what it was for me and uh, for everybody else there. I met besides the uh, the wrestlers and personalities that I that I got the, the opportunity to meet, the uh, uh, the fans that were there were awesome. I mean, everybody I talked to was just happy to be there and happy to be having this experience. I don't think I saw one person there who was not smiling the entire time. You know, didn't hear anything about any kind of uh, drama or confrontations or anything like that. It was just all a great gathering of good people who love professional wrestling. And, you know, what more can you ask for? And, again, it was to me and I think to a lot of wrestling fans out there, this was probably the most perfect weekend uh, you could you could ever have had. So if you were at Starcast, uh, at All In, or even if you were you know watching it on pay per view, I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you weren't there and you know you didn't get to experience it, then I I'm sorry. And I hopefully they'll do it again so that you'll have the chance because it, it's very hard to put into words if you weren't there to experience the feeling and the vibe that was going on. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna uh, gonna sign off for right now. Uh, hope everybody had a good long weekend. I know I certainly did. 
Um, not looking forward to going back to uh, the real world tomorrow, but hey, it is what it is. Got to pay the bills, right? So I uh, hope everybody has a good week. I will be back uh, on schedule next Sunday with getting the next episode posted uh, with all the normal uh, updates and everything like that. And uh, yeah, don't exactly have a topic for next week's show, but I'll come up with something. So uh, again, hope everybody's enjoying listening on Spotify, Podbean, uh, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Google Play, everywhere you get your podcasts, and hope everyone is following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, on uh, all that kind of fun stuff, and if uh, you ever want to shoot me an email, it's uh, catchhookshoot at gmail.com, feel free to leave any questions, comments, or anything like that on any of my social media pages, and uh, yeah, hope everyone has a, has a good week, hope everyone had a good long weekend, and I will talk to you guys soon.